this episode of at least the mini donuts for good. Time for round three and the fan trial of MVT rages on. Crack those cold ones. It's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friends in the neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. I'm Clay Chisholm. You can find me at All Kinds of Clay. And joining us as always, our resident historian from ArgoFans.com. He is our VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Good evening, everybody. You can find me on the Twitter machine at ArgoFans or join www.argofans.com. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm. I haven't seen I haven't seen House of the the first episode of House of the Dragon yet, so no spoilers, people. Morning, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Just have just have a search for us. You'll find us, and uh, we also have our merch store still open. Come come get some merch, whether it's the the tier the the mug that I hope we'll be drinking out of. Coming up this uh, coming up this week, the Tie Cats Tears mug, and another topic on today's show: <laughs> the, show your support for for McLeod Bethel Thompson, but the law firm T-shirt. Both are at DoubleBlueOrder.ca. Oh, how about this mini donuts? They say we're good. Yeah, they are pretty good. It was worth the wait. I didn't have well, to wait as long well, as you guys. Well, well, okay, okay. Travis had the Travis had the Pro Bowl move there. That was Pro Bowl. I still admit that. I still think that was a great move. Well, and and the fact that he ran in and the doors were technically locked. He got in when somebody opened the door and ran in and, into line because there were still tons of people in the food building. And got the donuts by the time we rounded the corner. Just in time to see Doug walk out with his. <laughs> away from, walk and, away from and, the trailer. <laughs> and, I, and I think Will was uh, swearing at us. Something like that. Or he, or he was doing what he normally does, and that's yelling at clouds. Yep. It was dark. Yeah, well, still could be clouds when it's dark. That's true. Oh, the CNE game. Well, the first one, anyway. Not the way we wanted it to go. Um, we started out okay. Then, then we just didn't do anything in the second half. Uh, lost twenty-two to nineteen. McLeod Bethel Thompson twenty-seven of forty-three three for 276 yards and a pick our leading rusher backup quarterback chad kelly four rushes 28 yards one of them was a 21 yarder and a touchdown um aj willette six carries for 18 yards javon leak three for nine um leading receiver aj willette 
seven catches, 92 yards. DeVars Daniels at five for 70. Curly Gittins Jr., six for 41. Oh, it did not look good. Um, yeah, started off great. Uh, went to McManus uh, on the defense. Five tackles, one special team tackle. Traverius McFadden added four. Um, Enoch Mwamba had three and a special teams tackle. Uh, we had a couple picks there. Traverius McFadden, Maurice Carnell, and Deshaun Amos, uh, plus Trevor Hoyt as well. So four picks from the defense was the shining light. But, I mean, when you only score three points in the second half, Don't do so well. Typically, you don't win a game if you only score three points and a half. No. And yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, Definitely a concern. Uh, last four games with their second half performance. Yeah. I mean, the, the first bunch of games, we were... You know, we would start out slow, and then we would figure it out in the second half. Now we started out, uh, I would say, a little bit faster than slow, and then we did not figure it out in the second half and slowed down. Would you call that slowing down, or would you just call that coming to a dead stop? It was a dead stop. Yeah, it was pretty much a dead stop. You're right, yeah. Ah... The minute that interception got thrown, <laughs> MBT was rattled and the offense was... They were sunk. At that point, they were sunk. Yeah. And at that point, the, the offense wasn't even sustaining any drives, so the defense was getting tired out there. Right. And then the change-up in quarterback and change-up in play calling uh, by the Stampeders with uh, calling all those cutback uh, passes... You know, just how many defenders did you see sliding down when the defender cut back and came back across the middle to catch the ball? Well, they had said something interesting that the field had been watered before the game or something like that. Possibly, I guess. Yeah, BC's, BC's, uh, sorry, Calgary's, (laughs) I said BC (laughs) because I'm watching the, uh, you're watching game something else here. again. I'm watching, yeah. <laughs> watching an old game with BC, but uh, Calgary's punt returner kept slipping all over the place. Yeah, well, our punt returner didn't slip all over the place, but did it did look a little bit more slippery than normal? But still, like, <sighs> I, like I, I've I've got I'm I'm lo- I'm hosting a podcast and I've got no words. What the fuck, man? It's oh. it's uh, I mean when something like something like this kind of happens it's like sometimes sometimes you are speechless. Yeah. I mean it's I mean I mean let's it's not as well. Uh how can I I mean I really don't want to say it could have been worse. Cuz I mean Oh, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. I mean, you know when you try to shoot yourself in the foot, you know, 37 times and you only hit yourself 20. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. 
you get hit another 17 times. And yet they're doing this every week. You know? How can they stand on stumps? Whole, lost in this whole quarterback debate. This, this shit happens every week. To some degree. Yeah. And well, they lost, you know, the last three out of four... You know, we've lost three out of four. All three of them are, are were against, you know, a significant part of it was number two quarterbacks. Yeah. And our QB one can't beat them. No. Yeah. That that's that's what kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. All right, let's do this. The good. The bad. The ugly. Do we really have to? <laughs> yeah, well. Eh, all right, fine. Let's get Pretty it over self-explanatory. With. I would agree with Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I've got one good, though. Was it actually game-related or was it outside of the game-related? <laughs> Kind of game related. Okay, go ahead. Our PA PA announcer, Adam Goss. McLeod Bethel Thompson's pass intended for Matthew Shinetti incomplete. To be able to to chirp Matthew Shinetti from the from the PA booth, I I got to I got to. Take my hat off to that one. That was pretty good. I'd completely I miss... completely missed that. Yeah, yeah, we both completely <laughs> missed that. But you know what? That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and it and it wasn't like it was a delay. It was just you know the the normal cadence that that he would do with the uh, the incomplete passes. You know, a little down, but you know, threw Matthew Shinetti's name out there. I thought that was fantastic. I mean, we did have a good start to a couple drives. We just finished them with fucking field goals again. Yeah, they didn't play all that badly in the first half. But, yeah, I mean, Boris Beattie had to kick, what, four field goals? If some of those are touchdowns, we win the, the Argos win the game. Yep. You guys are going um, to send me down a rabbit hole, aren't you? I'm already kind of going down a rabbit hole here, but I'm kind of, but it's like, I know where you guys are going to send me and it's like, okay, fine. I'm already there. (laughs) You know, the, the other good, I was, I felt much better about uh, Javon Leak returning the ball as opposed to who, anybody we've had back there so far this year, except for him. He looked like he was making decisions fast. And then when I look at the stats, you three punt returns for only 26 yards. It just it seemed like he was a lot more. And three kick returns for 71 yards. He ran forward. Yes. And I like that. I like that in a kick returner. Running forward, getting yards is, is always a good thing. 
side to any, side. The side to side bullshit pisses us off. Don't do it. Yeah. Unless you know you can get a hole out of it, don't friggin' do it. It was there was a lot of ugly in that second half. It, it and I I think it just it it hit on almost all facets of that of that game. Like you know the McLeod Bethel Thompson got sacked five times. Now a couple of those were his fault entirely. Um, but yeah, the line wasn't line play wasn't great. Nope, I think he's uh, been sacked. Mike Mitchell said like 15, 16 times in the last four games. Jeez. And I think that when you have as many injuries on your offensive line and people playing out of their natural positions, you're going to get some of that. I'm actually getting ridiculous already. I'm actually kind of surprised that with all the injuries we had that Law, La, no, law firm hasn't been hurt. Well, he, Not, he, knocking on wood. He's he's a tough son of a bitch. That guy. See, McLeod Bethel Thompson. I, 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 he's he's the guy that like, you know, the whole stadium could implode and just fall down, and like you'd see him. Walking out of the wreckage. He may not win that game, but he'll still walk out of that wreckage. <laughs> you, uh... That's just, that. That's what I am. Yeah. Um. This this game and you know several games and seeing Chad Kelly finally score a touchdown has kind of lit a fire under the uh, McLeod-Bethel-Thompson debate. More like Um, like poured gasoline on it. Poured gasoline, opened up a uh, a natural gas vein. But whenever you have a quarterback who is... Not necessarily a superstar or lighting the world on fire. Um, and you have a, a backup who has some hype to go with him. You're going to get that. You're going to get a lot of people saying that the backup should be in there. Do, 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 do. That's law firm in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> The most polarizing player probably in Argo's history. <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah. But I guess, you know, we've, we've been, I think we've been a little spoiled with having some of, some of the great quarterbacks. And when you've got a subpar quarterback, you pretty know, you know, really quickly. And... You know, I don't put I, I as much as the stats, you know, I think are a little bit inflated and put him at the, the top echelon of the uh, great Argo quarterbacks. I think he's in the middle and there's not a lot of people that hang out in the middle with him. There's either people on top or people at the bottom. 
Right. As I said earlier today, it seems like the two extremes that we keep talking about, um, you know, some people need to appreciate that MBT shares in the blame with the offensive line and the receivers. And some people need to appreciate that the offensive line and the receivers share in the blame with MBT. Full stop. Mm-hmm. And neither neither, time, neither one is mutually exclusive. And at the same time, you've got your offensive coordinator and your head coach who, you know, at, at times I think he's not calling the calling the best game. Yeah. So you've got everybody involved in that offense who is not playing up to their potential. Right. But have you not shown us, noticed the sh- there's a bit of a shift in the narrative this week? Even some of MBT's biggest uh, proponents are at least acknowledging that maybe Kelly needs to get a bit of an expanded role beyond just the short yardage stuff. And I'm not a fully opposed to that either. I mean, I've been probably one, you know, one of the biggest MBT supporters out there. Fuck, I designed a shirt after him. Yep. That you did. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, he, he's... Yeah, I've said he, he's, a, he's a quarterback that is... He's either on or off. When he's on, he's fan-fucking-tastic. When he's off... You don't think he belongs in he's, pro football. He's got, he's damn dreadful when he's off. But the, but the on the on's too infrequent right now. Yeah. It, it, and the on at best gets you Boris Beattie field goals. I was talking to, to my son Travis earlier today, and I was asking him his opinion on this uh, on the whole quarterback controversy stuff. Um, and he mentioned that, you know, well, he doesn't think MBT has played well this season. Um, he'd like to see Kelly in there, but he's not sure that, uh, Chad Kelly would be able to thrive behind this offensive line. And if you go on to the X's and Argos and read JB's latest column, Defending Macbeth, um, he he basically says the same same thing. You know, you've got a quarterback who, okay, yeah, maybe his stats are a little bit, his stats are a little bit inflated. But you've got a guy who has played very well at times. But you've also got the guy who, do you want to put him in there now 
and risk stunting his growth as a quarterback. Keep in mind, the, the Argos did trade a, a tackle for the negotiation rights to this backup quarterback. A position we did not have very much depth at. What was that was the Arbuckle trade, wasn't it? I don't. We did trade somebody. I thought we traded. Uh, no, we uh, traded Martez I, Ivy and Joe yeah. Allen Collins for virtually nothing. It was Arbuckle who went to Edmonton for uh, for the for the draft pick. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and it was. Who did we trade for the negotiation rights to Chad Kelly? I thought that was... Arbuckle. Yeah, I thought we traded... Uh... Yeah. Well, then I'm screwed up on this one. But still, like, he came in with, a, with you know, they, they went out and sought out his negotiation rights because they, they thought he's got a lot of potential in the CFL. And do you want to do you want a chance at uh, you know having him behind there and uh, not be able and have his internal clock speed up so much that he can't see the game? I don't think a lot of people care at this stage. No, but at that time, then you're going to... Uh... Then you're going to say he sucks, bring back law firm. Yeah, who are, you, who are people going to bitch at then? Because they sure as hell gonna look, ain't going to look in a mirror and, and bitch at themselves. Look, you have to accept the fact that the offensive line was not handled well. I mean, Dijon Allen didn't practice today. We uh, have no Americans available available on our O-line. And I realized, okay, they don't grow on trees, but, like, what was done to improve that positional group in the offseason? Not many American... Uh, uh, you know, uh, linemen were brought in. They traded Martez Ivy, you know, when he knew Isaiah Cage was going to be on the sixth game and, you know, Trevin Tate was not up to uh, par. So, like, you know, you, know, you got to call out the uh, personnel department, too. Mm-hmm. But, but remember... According to the fan base, he can't do no wrong. Well, I mean, that's the problem with John Murphy making those com- you know, those comments that got him fired. Who who's running the American side of things right now? I'd have to look that up. I have no yeah, clue. I don't even know. Eve. We're not in a great situation position. here. Yeah. No. 
it is seriously handicapping our football team. They can't open holes for the running game. They can't protect the quarterback. So when 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 you know the, the run's no threat, you you, know, you can get all the you know you can play all the sort of coverage you want, but you don't have to stack the box. Right now, the cupboard is bare. Yeah. I mean, we've. I mean, yeah. Philip Blake is probably doing the best that, best that he possibly can, but and I don't he, think that it's not even he, close to good enough. He's he's not a natural tackle. He just yeah. isn't. But he's stepping up and doing what they ask him. Uh, but you know, he would be better suited. And uh, at a guard, like 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 Peter DeCastro, like was his injury that significant? Like I don't even remember what his injury was. Was it? I think it was something to do with his. Was it? Was it his arm? Maybe I can't remember. Oh, we're now going to look it up. I'm looking it up too. <laughs> of course, nobody wants to say what is happening. This was still, yeah. Suffered a season-ending ending injury. Yeah, yeah, that was it. But I, but we just can't remember where. It was against BC, I, I believe. Yeah, it was. But, yeah. you know, he was but, doing so well, and it's caused people to play it up. Like, Justin Lawrence, you, you know, ideally when I'm at a guard spot. Yeah. We have a lot of guards. It's tackles, that's the issue. Yeah. Oy. And at the very least, Justin Lawrence has figured figured things out a little bit as far as uh, getting getting those snaps back. Yeah. Uh, but then we, I mean, the the other thing that I'm looking at, and, and you know, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, and, uh, and Brandon Banks have been very public about them still not being on the same page as far oh, yeah. as, wow. you know, what they're seeing out there. And at this point, I. Why aren't you guys figuring the shit out? Yeah. 
I doubt that's ever gonna, like, you know, yeah, we can't leave, like, I mean, I'm gonna flip this around, I mean, you, you can't tell me that every overthrow McLeod Bethel Thompson has had with guys wide open is because the receiver did something wrong. I mean, you can't tell me every time. No. You know, like, something's gotta give. And at the same time, we're not saying that, you know, every every overthrow or throw to in, in the wrong way is is on the receiver, too. Yeah. Like, I guarantee there's mistakes that Banks made based on what he saw or what he appeared to have say, seen. And there were mistakes, mistakes from uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson. But nine games into the season... How do you not have your shit together yet? Like at this point, I'm I'm almost done saying, okay, you know, which is it? Is it? No. Fuck this shit, coaches. Get your shit together, coaches. Get your players on the same page. Yeah, nine games they, into the season, it's not preseason, morons. They can't play a cohesive game at this point. No. And when you start to look at it, like, I mean, yeah, Brandon Banks is probably the most obvious one, but, you know, there have been, looks like mistakes on a, you know, on a Curly Gittens route, on a Mark Heath Ambles route, on a DeVars Daniels. DeVars Daniels had a massive drop in this game that, you know, should have been a touchdown. So did Ambles. Like, this is weird. Like, I, I don't know why they can't get their shit together. It just doesn't make sense. They haven't caught many breaks in the three out of the four last games either. Or maybe they're just not good enough. You know, like the team. Remember, the team was nine and five last year, but they gave, they surrendered more points than they scored. You know, they were maybe they're just not. You know, they're not going to win those close games like they did last year. Because we can sure as hell lose those close games. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And as much as we're frustrated, I mean, when you look at the games, okay, week two, we beat Montreal by a point. Yep. Week three, uh, BC happened. We got destroyed. Week four, we should have won that game against Winnipeg. And then we we beat Saskatchewan in, in uh, consecutive weeks, and then we come in and Lose to Ottawa, who just seems to who be is falling be, apart. Who is becoming a much bigger and bigger train wreck by the week. And then we come back and beat Hamilton, and then lose to Hamilton, and then lose to Montreal. You mean Calgary? Yeah, it whatever. Was, it was Hamilton that lost to Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. 
Get it up, you, you bastards. Yeah. Uh, but it, like it's it's week after week after week. We're we're losing games we should win. We're probably winning some games that we should lose. But we're not even that far off. We're just like, can you imagine if this team played a a full fucking game? Yeah. We wouldn't be four and five right now. That's for damn sure. But. Like if we there can, be you know, there being out coached at halftime. <sighs> but that that being said, that's how that is how he's going to learn. Remember, we'll take a look at Winnipeg's example. Yeah. Hey. Like so, those of you who are calling for Dinwiddie's head, you guys need to get your friggin' screws tightened. Well. I mean the same the same uh, people in there in the fan base in Winnipeg did that when when uh, Mike O'Shea was not faring pretty well his uh, first two seasons. Exactly, and, and and now look at him. Yeah. Now he's pretty much on the verge of a dynasty in Winnipeg. And. Let's also preface the fact that it didn't. It, it, he was his team was very, very, very good, but it didn't quite make that trip over the hump until they grabbed Zach Caleros. Yeah, out of sheer necessity, you know, and now. They look like friggin' world beaters out there. You know, nobody's going to count them out. I, I believe if you, you know, there's a couple people who've got uh, the mid-season reports on there uh, or mid-season uh, Grey Cup predictions, and, you know, the <laughs> Winnipeg is, is winning them all. So... Maybe we're maybe we're overacting. Uh, well, no. I mean, there are <laughs> reasons to be concerned about this team. But but for most of the fan base, yeah, you're overreacting. <laughs> Although, I mean, I, I I'm gonna say this now: we didn't, we do not have the uh, the horses on the offensive line that Winnipeg did. No. But they went out and they went out and found those guys. They didn't. They didn't just fall into their lap. They went out and found them. No, I know. But I mean, like, again, what is the recruiting? Don't know. Because right now you've got listed on their site. General Manager Michael Clemens, Vice President of Business Operations Chris Schufeld, Assistant General Manager Vince Magri, Director of Football Operations and National Scout Alex Russell. Yeah, Russell and Magri are both more Canadian. Like, that's there. Jim Barker, I don't think, is going down south anymore finding people. Take him a day to get out of the airport, for God's sake. Barely move. 
Um, but I mean, that's it. That that's what's what's listed on the site, you know. You know, Mike Clemens isn't necessarily doing those trips down there. No. So we got to hope that uh, Vince Magri is doing that. Does he have the contacts down there, though? I would hope so, but I'm not, uh, right now I'm not confident that he he has those inroads where people can say hey come look at this guy or this guy might work out for you yeah and let's not mince like uh, and Magri's doing the day-to-day you know that yeah pinball's not doing the day-to-day like pinball should be the president yes he should Because the bald man is useless. But because MOSC, that ain't going to happen. I I don't even know what that guy has done for this team. Not a goddamn thing. Not a zilch, not a nothing. But hey, they did do one thing. They're having an open practice. At the CNE, somehow, somehow, they're going to be allowed to practice at BMO Field. The pristine pitch. <laughs> I, I think. I think they're going to stick to like the the north end zone. I think. Uh, well, they. Uh, I think they're going to, they're going to run some stuff on the on the field. They obviously will. Uh, but you know. The so they've got this open practice going on. So anybody who buys a ticket to the CNE on uh, on Thursday, the twenty fifth of August, can uh, go down and uh, go into to BMO Field at eleven thirty to watch the practice. They're going to have an autograph signing, uh, guest appearance by Michael Pinball Clemens, on field combine testing, Argos apparel and swag will be for sale, and all kinds of fun and games and. Uh, Chance to win a suite and other Argos prizes. So twenty bucks, go into the CNE and go to the Argos practice and hope there's a. I hope there's a ton of kids there. And take public transit. Yes. Not like that idiot Dave Schultz. Oh. Be quite uh, honest. Uh, he's not uh, even uh, worth. He's not uh, worth the flag. Him. He's not worth the flag. He's not worth um, it. No, go get some Tiny Tom's donuts. Take the Go Train in. Uh, when you're when you're heading out from the Go Train, you walk uh, in into the uh, the CNE grounds there, and on your left hand side, right before you get to the entrance of the stadium, is the Tiny Tom's donuts. And if that doesn't move you, go a little bit further down, and just to the right of uh, Tiny Tom's donuts is deep-fried Oreos, deep-fried Mars bars, deep-fried Twix. Ice cream with the waffles. It's a little bit away, but yeah. Or if that doesn't do it for you, visit the Coors <laughs> Bar to the west of the Pooh Building. 
Yeah, the big, the big, no, uh, the, yeah, the big the, bull of the big. You'll notice that there's a big Coors Bull of the Woods boot. Yep. Right at right at the right at the front of the thing. Can't miss it. You will have to drink Coors products, but it could be worse. Yeah. Could be a lot worse. Oh, we got this game coming up on Friday. Another CNE game. So another chance to get those uh, great X eats. Um, we're playing Hamilton in round three of the uh, Ballard Cup. The rivalry for t- yeah. for for a rivalry that's been around this long. How come it doesn't have a name? Nobody ever gave it one. Yeah. No. Too busy going after each other <sighs> to name it. A QEW Derby. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. If you, got, if you got a name, message us. Hit us up on the socials. We'd love to help you help uh, come up with a name. I mean... Now the, I mean the the Saskatchewan Winnipeg rivalry doesn't have, you know they they've got the the banjo bowl, but that's one game out. That is technically yeah. one game out of a whole thing. But I mean you could yeah, you could exactly. literally expand that for the entire thing, really. Oh. Yeah. I I suggest the long um the longest boring ass drive derby for that rivalry. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue well. <laughs> It doesn't. But God, is that an awful drive? Yeah, it's gotten to be one of those drives you can do in your sleep. It's probably ah. probably drives people have done in their sleep. Probably drives that we have probably done in our sleep. Um, as far as. Uh, who's going to be playing quarterback right now. We know it's going to be McLeod Bethel Thompson for the Argos, but we're still not sure if Dane Evans is going to, is going to be healthy enough to go. He was limited in practice that so far this week, which is today. Um, but then they've got Matthew Schultz and, and Newman, who they say is getting better, but who the fuck are they? They beat us last time. That was in the in their place. I, I'm I'm hoping that the that we can get the the magic that uh, we had the first meeting against them this year. But we're going to be without Jagarrett Davis. Who looks to be gone for uh, six weeks with a knee injury? Um, he wasn't that productive, anyways. Well, he nearly had a pick. I'd say that's pretty productive, if you ask me. Yeah, two sacks in seven games, though. Yeah, but if you kind of watched it, he did command a lot of double teams. Mm-hmm. So that that. Distraction card effects. Should, 
that should free up somebody else, but it didn't always. It just seems like our linemen were always like two, just one or two seconds too late getting to the quarterback. Yeah. So I, I've well, whoever's going to be playing quarterback for Hamilton, I think you need to make them make quick, fast decisions so that they don't have time to go through all their reads because Hamilton does have some sneaky good receivers. And as much as I want to say, okay, the offense needs to do something, I think our defense needs to score. Doug, what do you think our team needs to do to beat to uh, beat Hamilton on Friday? Put them to the sword. <laughs> like, I would love to see some... I would love to see them, like, around two minutes... Three minutes to go in the fourth quarter have, like, a four-score lead. Or once. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the first time in a while. Um, how we get there? Offense... Get on, like, go out for dinner or something. Get on, like, get on the same page somehow. Defense, as you said, start get defense, start getting, get more, like, turnovers, fumble recoveries, things of that nature. Because to me, like, this is going to be the one of the most important games of the season. Because presuming what's happening next game. This, this could, this, uh, let's put it this way. If we lose this one and what we all think is going to happen next game happens, what is the, what is the prevailing theory anyway? We could very, the Argos could very well be, go from first to third in the East. Yep. Yep. So... Play as play as if your playoff lives depended on it. And kill him. Just fucking kill him. Put put basically put him to the sword this week and then try not to lose so bad on Labor Day. Or win Labor Day. Or or just or or straight out win Labor Day, but that's not that's we haven't done that in a decade, so. <laughs> no. I know it's the first That's time for everything. Far. I know. First time for everything. Because I, I know if that happens, well, even if we don't make the Grey Cup, we could just say, ha, 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 we took the we took the one thing you guys play for every single season. We finally took it away from you. Ah. But, I mean, it's not as good as a Grey Cup. No. Okay. Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Will Will's back to just grunting at it. Well, it wasn't a good week. No. It wasn't a great we, week for the Argos fancast either as a whole. No. 
We did not score well at all. You know what I would like to... Like, just as a little bit of a gripe here for the CFL Fantasy. You know what I would like to see? A friends list. So you don't have to necessarily set up a league and get... And send the link out to everybody. No, I want to be able to just search by somebody by their username, so I can just have a look at your have a look at their roster. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's just one gripe I have with it. All right. But anyway, back back to. <laughs> Okay, now, who the hell do we put in a quarterback? Good question. Uh, well, I mean, Nathan Rourke's uh, cost, went, his salary went down because he got injured. Well, he won't play. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> and he, he won't be playing until next season. Do we want to gamble on Michael O'Connor? That's that's where I was thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. Just because, like he, former he former Argo Michael O'Connor, no less. And he's got a lot of weapons and a good offensive line. At seventy five hundred bucks. Yep. Value play. Yeah, and I think we're gonna see some a uh, little bit of, a little bit more James Butler in that game. So I'm putting him in at running back. Or flex. One of the two. Um, we got to pick some Argos for this game. Because we can't go non-Argo. Um, Don't get it. Our quarterback doesn't throw touchdowns. That's a good point. Can we put Chad Kelly in quarterback? <laughs> I put him in as a rusher. Oh, yeah, but they don't list him as here. Nah. He's only a quarterback. Yeah. But damn, for yeah, running backs, it's slim pickings. <laughs> slim pickings. He was a receiver, wasn't he? Ah, well, we'll, we'll, yeah. Right now, we'll pencil in Curly Gittins Jr. Pardon me. And I'm going to say Shone. Donka Shane. Yeah. Or Donka Shone. Dalton Dalton (laughs) Shone. I think that's his name. Yeah. Let's see here. Never. There we go. He's getting expensive. Well, they're damn. finally wising up. Yeah. Damn it. He was. He was a better play when he was like three thousand dollars. Yeah. Take him out for now. Yeah, we got Michael O'Connor, former Argo, Curly Gittins Jr., and James Butler in there. We'll fill out the rest of our lineup and see who we're going to lose to at another time. All right. 
time for our picks of the week. Thursday, we started off uh, out in Winnipeg. Calgary is out there to play the W's. Um, Doug? Mm. Keep I'm, in mind, Jake Mayer is, is likely to start. Yeah, that's not changing my mind. It's still Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Winnipeg as well. W's. All right. And then uh, Friday, we've got the uh, first two games. Hamilton comes to the CNE to lose to the Toronto Argonauts. Moving on to the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty uh, much a unified, that's pretty much United pick. Saskatchewan is out in BC for, oh, geez, it's a 10.30 start. It's a late start out there. Ooh. Um, well, a late start for us, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we also have a quarterback issue in Saskatchewan, too. Cody Fajardo got pulled in, in place of Mason Fine. Um, oh, that changes my that changes everything for me. And they haven't they haven't even said who who they're who's starting right now. Um, I'm going to pick Saskatchewan just for the hell of it. I'm going to pick BC because I hate Saskatchewan. <laughs> Tiebreak goes to me. Um, I'm going to go BC. All right. Just because they're, the, they're the home team, I think they'll have the advantage. Yeah. And then uh, the last game of the week, Ottawa is in Edmonton for Dumpster Fire 2. Tank Bowl 2. Oh. Toilet Bowl 2. Wait. Do, 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 we, do, do they hand out a, a bronzed urinal after this game? They should. Mm. Um, now here's the th- I'm, like here's I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ottawa because something stupid's gonna happen. I have to say Edmonton because I have to hope they win a home game before I go there. <laughs> Good point. Yes. Uh, I think this. I think this is the game. I think. Well. Hmm. It's in Edmonton. Yeah. Mm. Ah, screw it. I'm going to go the Elks. I think. I think. I think they're going to break their. I think they're going to break their their home goose egg on this game. Well, uh, you guys are going to uh, side with all of the CFL writers and pick the Elks. I think something stupid's going to happen. All right, and... hang on. Hold on. They all said that. Yep. Was Matt Cause on that list? Yes, he was. Going Red Blacks. <laughs> and Matt... Matt Cause. We Matt love him, but he, we love him, but he's a jinx. <laughs> he actually has the best record in his picks this year for the CFL writers at thirty-one and twelve. Really? I wonder what our record is. Uh. We probably have to go and keep track of that stuff. I know, I know, mine isn't. I think mine is not that good. But then again, I made a couple of stupid picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I haven't kept. I haven't kept track at all. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm twenty-eight and fifteen. Yeah, not bad. Well, I'm four and five at least. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's because you don't play pick them. That's true. Ever since I didn't record my picks that one week, and <laughs> I said, fuck it. Well, in the spirit of fuck it. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. Is this really on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? I like the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, that's pr- that's pretty much been my attitude today. Okay, so starting off pork rankings for week eleven. Uh, well, despite the injury, the Lions are still still in the bacon spot. Oh, well, they're in the ma- they actually maple smoked bacon this week. This is the glorious highlight that bacon was always meant to be. The smoke brings the savory, and the maple makes it oh so sweet every time you eat it. Enjoy it while yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. How prophetic is that? Uh, so let's see. Second place is the Bombers, and they they're still bacon, but they're slab bacon. Uh, make no mistake, this is still bacon. It just hasn't been cut yet. So whatever, so you can do whatever you want with it. Thin slice, thick slice, hell, make big old cubes of bacon if you want. Hmm. Bacon. <laughs> uh, the stamps are in third place, and they are lardens. Okay, this is what you get mm. when you take bacon and chop it down into little bits and fry it up. It's still bacony, but it's really just meant to enhance some other part of the meal. Eh, yeah. And fourth. Yeah. And fourth place, you got the owls and their pork ribs. Just good old, just a good old beloved meal that gets everyone excited and flock into your backyard. Nothing fancy going on with it. Slow roast of meat falling off the bone, dripping in sauce. Fair. And then uh, let's see. This week, uh, our Toronto Argonauts—they are the—they are in fifth, and they're the pork shoulder. Another hearty protein to solidify a great meal. Just cook it slowly in the oven and serve it with a side of excitement. This is wholeheartedly an underappreciated meal. I don't think he's had a more accurate description of the 2022 Argos yet. Yep. <laughs> uh, then it's them and their ham hocks. Uh, I know. I know. I mention this every year, but growing up, this is the single biggest stank my dad has ever made in the house. And that's saying a lot from a, from about a Sasky farm boy. Hashtag yikes. <laughs> yeah. And then speaking of speaking of Sasky farm boys, the writers are next, and they're the jowls. When you're the, when you're past the best cuts of the hog, what do you do? Well, you start carving up the other little bits, cook them to an edible state, and call them a delicacy. Hashtag commitment. <laughs> All right. Uh, then you got the Elks, who are still in eighth. They are Musubi. I guess that's how you pronounce it. This is about as damn fancy as your spam is going to get. It's a slice of grilled spam sandwiched either in between or on top of a block of rice. Looks fancy. Tastes all right. So in other words, in, o- in other words, it's a piece of spam tarted up as a piece of sushi. 
Yeah. And in last place, the well, still there. The Ottawa Red Blacks, and they're still old spam. Just spam. Good old spam. Like a mangy little dog that needs you at the that meets you at the bus stop every morning for a quick pet before moving on. You'll just love it regardless of the sm- you'll just love it regardless of the smell. Mm. You know, I got it. I was looking at the uh, the CFL power rankings and and the their quarterback index and oh boy, <laughs> do do we really want to go here? <laughs> we fell upwards just based on everybody else falling down. So we tripped up the stairs. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind tripping up the stairs. Yeah, I'll take I'll take. I mean, it's not going to win us a great cup, but, you know. No, but better than nothing. Better than dropping. Yep. Wait, I'm just having a look at this. How that yeah, we did trip up. We tripped up the stairs pretty significantly at that shit. So did McLeod Bethel Thompson, only because people got hurt and pulled and... <laughs> Task failed successfully? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I find it funny that... And I think some people will find this kind of... Well, kind of this is an indictment of the, of the club as a whole... But your top three, well, you have Zach Caleros, number one, former Argo, Trevor Harris, number two, former Argo, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, number three, current Argo. Our problem isn't finding quarterbacks, it's fucking keeping them. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Hang on a second. Hang on. Ah, here we go. So, okay, so we're going going from going going from pork to yak. We're headed ah, over. Kazakhstan. We're going to Kazakhstan now. God, there's a couple of really good, a couple of really good ones here. The first one is a retweet from TSN from yesterday about a gentleman drilling out a hole in a hot dog. And using it as a straw for beer. <laughs> the title of TSN's post was Grocer Genius. Our boy Anton said, This is a Hamilton fan. Don't insult them when you see them. Only because they may not know you're insulting them. Yeah, that's true. And that, then another one, then another one, another good one, was from, uh, well, well, as we mentioned before, a man, a person, someone who we're not going to give throw a flag to, but our friend Anton can throw some shade. He put, "You live in Toronto, not Kazakhstan. We don't have to, we don't have to pay to park your car, just for protection. Listen to the smart people when they tell you to take public transit." Uh, and and uh, one of his more recent ones uh, this evening, he commented on uh, the video of uh, 
Sean Bowen beating Royce Mechie and Boris Beatty at Carnival Games. And I don't think the translation ended well. Uh, Toronto may not be seven, but ten in Kazakh. So you may not, you may only be a seven in Toronto, but you're a ten in Kazakhstan. <laughs> no, that didn't quite work. No, no, no. That well, I mean, the exchange rate, you know. <laughs> oh. And then he replied to uh, Christina uh, Constable's uh, a tweet about uh, people need to come say hi to her at games when they see her. Once again, the, the translation did not quite work out. I wish I could build milking yaks on the farm. You can give beauty ad- advice to your wife. I mean, just kidding. I would never bring my wife. <laughs> and tra- and Clay's broken. <laughs> Ooh, what the, whoa, what, yeah, I don't want that. Fuck off. There you go. Guess the Google Translate is broken too. <laughs> oh, probably. But yeah, I wish I could build milking yaks on the farm. <laughs> Build? That's what the translation says. Yikes. Yeah. I'm gonna Yikes. start using I'm gonna start using that. I don't know what for, but I'm gonna start using that. What building milking yaks? Yep. You can use it for yeah, I'm pretty sure we can use it for something. We will figure it out. Yeah. Maybe that needs to go on a t shirt. tweets from Kazakhstan on a (laughs) t-shirt I wish I could build milking yaks on the farm (laughs) no contacts necessary nope you know who needs who needs contacts in that case contacts is overrated oh what else do we got Doug Uh, one last little thing and it's a little Little bit of a little bit of a promo little promo here for uh, for the upcoming rivalries, the QEW series. Uh, I guess documentary. That that uh, the CFL, Bell Media, and looks like OK Tire are all coming together to make up. Now, I'm not gonna lie, the. Uh, the promo actually looks really nice. It looks really good. Looks really interesting. It's a da- but when the, when they tweeted it out, they say between the Argos and Ty Cats, who's got the more passionate fan base? And all of them started tweeting out, "Well, the Argos don't have a fan base." <laughs> all I got to say to that, it's quality not quantity. Yep. Because we Argo fans got more passion in our pinkies than any Ticat fan has in their whole friggin' body. Period. I'm I'm really looking forward to this series. Oh, same here. 
I mean, and like when you, the the company behind it, uninterrupted, um, and you know, the now uninterrupted Canada is the uh, first interla- international expansion for uninterrupted. Uh, but this has got some heavyweights uh, behind it. Um, founded by LeBron James and Maverick Carter. Hmm. So, I mean, this is not... Uh, nobody's here. Well, yeah, that's, I'm just saying I've... I've got a little excited when i saw that <laughs> yeah it's this is gonna be good and uh, you know i hope that uh yeah I, I i i hope it's good i really really do i'll be there watching it we'll find out uh soon when this uh when this will start to start to air but they're talking about the the fall now is it is it a multi episode series or is it going to be? I like have a... no clue. My my guess is that it might be. Like I'm thinking, this might be one episode of a of a series. That's my guess. Like a thirty for thirty thing. Oh, well, possibly. We'll see. They're doing all kind. Of, they're doing all some other stuff too. So, um, but yeah, it's yeah. They talk about the rivalry going going back the the annual Labor Day game going back to the fifties, and uh, following along the fans and everything like that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so on top of all the all the Ticats brigading, now that now we got Ponzi scheme. I mean Toronto's FC chiming in as well. They're 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 um uh, how how can I say um there's a couple they're whining their continual whining about us being at BMO Field has kind of brought out the worst in them again. But it's only but it, but luckily it's only a couple of a couple of clowns. What yeah. prompted this latest? Eh, well, no, it's just they no the vi- friggin' video they got posted. They're ju- they're they're not pro tie cats. They're just anti Argo. Yeah. yeah. Because because they wouldn't uh. be pro tie cat because Forge kicked their ass. So. <laughs> uh, ri- the the rivalries uh, the QEW series uh, will air. My guess, I'm not sure if it's just a web series or if it's uh, going to be on T on uh, TSN TV or not. Probably will at one point at least uh, airs uh, in the fall. That's about all we know about that one. But I guess with that, it does it for the Argos Fancast this week. Will, where can they find you? On Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And Doug, where can they find you? You could send me hate mail on Twitter at DougB519, and you could send, well, you could take whatever complaints you also got and put it right to right to your closest brick wall. But otherwise, if you want to actually follow the Double Blue Order, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram. On Instagram, just do a search for us. You can, and if you want, you can you can help support us a little bit 
but with buying one of our shirts or hopefully the Thai Cat Tears mug that we'll, that that we'll be drinking out of coming up at the on Saturday morning. And that's all at doublebluorder.ca. And you can find me at all kinds of clay on the various social media machines. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast. Or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast or go directly to theargosfancast.podbean.com. That does it for this Argos Fancast. We're back at the CNE on Friday as we beat down the fictitious felines from down the kingdom. Cheers, everyone. Ty Cat's joke. <laughs>